Hello and welcome back to the Force Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. And me today is Brandon Olson. You can find at Dilly Sanders. You can find Brandon on Twitter at WNS under Brandon. And then we're also joined uh, by special guest Joey Blunt of uh, formerly, I guess, now of Virginia going into the NFL. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Blessed to be here. Thanks for thanks for, for the opportunity. Yeah, of course. Uh, where can they find you on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that? My Twitter is Joey Blunt eight, all one word. Instagram is J Blunt twenty nine. Nice, nice. Um, so, what has your pre-draft process been like for the, over the past couple? Months? So originally, right after the season ended, um, I went home for a bit, just seeing my parents, you know, and my family, but then. I kind of transitioned out here to Austin, Texas, where I am now, doing, you know, pro day training for the last two months, two-ish months. So I've been out here since mid-January, and my pro coming up in two weeks. So I've been training five or six week preparation for one day. I mean, yeah, that is – that's crazy. <laughs> do you have anything, like, you're, you expe- do you have anything you expect to do at your pro day at some – Get some eyes. Yeah, I think the biggest question asked about myself is my my straight line. So I'm looking to run a good 40 to really, you know, answer those questions that are kind of raised. So pretty and also just performing well in my defensive back drills. I have good hips, good breaks, all around testing day for myself, putting up some good numbers. Yeah, I mean, and uh people think like this isn't like the craziest athletic safety class that we've gotten so if you can put yourself as an outlier it would definitely give you an edge up against like even like the top safeties like kyle hamilton ran like a four six mm-hmm. so like any edge you can to make yourself stand out is pretty big absolutely what kind of or does it add a chip to your shoulder that just knowing that you weren't one of the that you were one of the combine snubs I guess because I'm. I'll say I. I think the combine selection this year was um, rough. I'll, I'll use that word. As some of the guys that did get invited wasn't <laughs> super into it. But uh, does that add a certain chip to your shoulder that you were one of the people that weren't invited? Definitely adds a chip to my shoulder. Yep, I always watched the combine, wanted to be there one day. When time came, and I'm not going to dock anyone who was invited because I think. That is, you know, everyone has opportunity, you know, their cards are drawn, mine didn't, but in the same aspect, I just kind of use it to propel myself forward and use that fuel, kind of just measure myself where those, you know, those top guys were picked, um, see where my numbers lie, where I, where I am in my training, and for the guys that were there, also, like, congratulations to them, like, that's often that I bet they also dreamed about being there, so can't even be mad, not even a not trying not adjust at all, but definitely adds a little fuel to my fire, knowing that I could have definitely been there performing. So you uh, you're from Atlanta. Uh, your dad was also from Atlanta. He went to to Virginia, so you went to Virginia. What's that like, uh, what's your recruitment like coming out of school? And what made you pick Virginia? Yeah, so my, my recruiting out of high school was kind of you know funny because I went to in Georgia. Georgia, there's pretty sure seven classifications and I went to the smallest one which is 1a private and you know 
the private school football is great, but also it's not a lot of exposure here and there who, you know, break out of the limelight and get the national coverage. But I wasn't with them. And, you know, that was just a struggle and adversity I faced and, you know, preparing myself, working as hard as I did in high school and all these camps and stuff, but not really getting my shot called, not getting the coverage or recruitment I thought I deserved. So um, it, was, it wasn't until my junior year um, in the spring where I had gone to like some college camps, obviously when I moved out here to the East Coast, my dad up to a UVA camp on our little college camp tour. And back then it was different staff. So it was like the Mike London, Tanuta, Chip West were the coaches back then and went out there, performed really well, thought I was out there. I was probably like a sophomore or junior when I went to, um, but I was keeping in touch, you know, how recruiting was the whole staff got kind of replaced, uh, cleaned house. So I thought my, my ties to UVA were kind of gone. Um, my dad, obviously he was, he's played there and, he didn't have any connections there. And I really wasn't trying to rely on, you know, my dad to get me a scholarship because that's not who I am as a person. But that was just kind of in the back of my mind. I was kind of moving on some smaller schools, thinking like FCS, maybe, some, you know, even smaller FBS schools. But then when the new staff came in. I remember being on vacation with my family and my parents got an email from this guy named Nick Howell, who like I had no idea who that was, but. He was the incoming or defensive back coach at UVA. And he liked his film, liked my film, liked what they what he saw from the old staff, what they had of me. And, you know, they wanted me to get on a conversation with the head coach. I did that, ended up getting the offer. So UVA my first offer um, in high school, which was speechless emotions, everything you could imagine. Not only that it was just being a dad school, but once you get the first one out the way. A lot of weight off your shoulders for the next level of education. Thinking about college, um, especially with UVA being the first one, I feel like that opened a lot of doors for me, and a lot of the burden was off my back for my family. And from there, yeah, UVA was my first big offer, and then I got some other, you know, smaller schools um, that came around. They were offering me, but the junior, my junior summer going into my senior year, I ended up playing for Sam Newton seven on seven team. And I was with guys that were five-star, four-star guys going to Georgia, Alabama, like big school around the country. And I, I was an under-overlooked guy, so I was performing on a level of, of their stature and tournament, and I performed really well. And that kind of got some buzz on my name. And actually, Cam Newton put his, you know, put his name out and got me a visit with Auburn with Gus, Gus Malzahn when he was there. So that was a cool experience. But, you know, once I made my commitment to UVA, I wasn't kind of, I wasn't trying to go back on that. It was my word, it was my word. And I, I gave UVA that. So, you know, Auburn was there and they, they wanted me to flip, but I couldn't do that. I didn't feel comfortable. So once I, once I stuck with UVA, UVA was my school. I mean, Hey, it worked out. Definitely did. And uh, that that's how your college career started. And I love how your college career ended um, because you played in the Hula Bowl 
And the way that that ended was great, especially for me, because you could see the background, Florida stuff. And in the Hula Bowl, you got the game ceiling interception off of Florida State's quarterback, Mackenzie Bilton. So just what was that like? That was a great, that was a great week in itself. You know, a big thing after as a senior or, you know, the draft, you really want to get into like an all-star game, whatever sort it is. And I was preying on that. I really wanted a game and being able to be a late additional bowl. Um, that was awesome. Prayers were answered on that for sure. And, you know, going throughout the whole game, I had a cut my buddy, uh, Carpenter, he plays with Georgia Tech, and I had another friend, Georgia State, uh, Taylor Hawk, but we were just talking on the sideline, and they got interceptions already in the game. I was telling them, like, I got to get me one. Like, it's nice. We all get one. So that, that reason we went in, I told him I'm going to get an interception and was in the right place at the right time, right read, great by the uh, offensive coordinator, and seal that off in that manner in an all-star game. It was a great feeling, um, especially with someone like Mackenzie Milton, a high-touted guy um, playing at his, at his home, UCF. So that was a really cool experience for sure. What was, yeah, what was the whole Hula Bowl like? I actually have never talked to someone that like went through that. What, what, what is it like? So yeah, pretty much like the first day you get there is kind of orientation things. You're kind of meeting your height, weight, not, not even height, weight, getting your bags, your gear, kind of situating yourself. Um, and then they have a big team meeting for us. Then like pretty much the next day you're jumping into like defensive meeting, meetings, practices, uh, petition. And, you know, that was the most important part, I feel like, was practices, because that's where the scouts were watching perform, watching you in your element, seeing how you seeing how you break, how you flip sip, how you catch ball. So those are great days, opportunities. And I feel like I, I capitalized on every day I had, went out there, had great practices. You know, they were hard practices. And it, was all, it wasn't like we're back there so you can get, you know, the best recoveries. It was just Day in, day out, got to work, got to grind. Um, they took us out to eat. They got us food. Went to a banquet one night. So it was a great experience. You no, know, definitely worthwhile for sure. How would you describe your skill set to an NFL team? My skill set, I would say, is adaptable to what is needed needed to do. And I was exposed to a lot of different types of play. Um, especially in my, my position at safety, playing too high, play to half, play to third, you know, box playing in the slot, you know, playing the box, like forcing runs, fitting run, um, doing a little bit of everything. So I feel like my skill set's adaptable. Um, and a playmaker said that with my instincts and the game that I can place myself around the ball. So not only make tackles, but to get my hands in the balls, or putting my hand on the ball um, for his turnovers and other things like that. Pause on that, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, you look through your uh, that you look through your your career, like have four fumbles, pass deflections, interceptions, sacks, tackles for loss. Yeah, you kind of just set yourself up for success. Yeah, 
Um, that came in the game at this point. I think the next level is all about turnovers. And it's not about, you know, something I had learned as well was I feel like that I'm a good, I'm a great tackler. And I, even with that, I miss, I miss some, but just the numbers itself, I got to be better. I'm securing my tackles, but in that, I think I'm a great tackler, but that's not, that's not the name of the game anymore. The name of the game is covering and interception. And so that was something I was working on, just turnovers in general, forcing fumbles, sacks, interceptions, pass deflections, things of that nature to really show the full, full skill set that I have. Are there any NFL players that you kind of try to model your game after? A couple. Uh, it's hard because everyone is so unique in their own. It's hard to say one person, but a few that I really like. Um, I love Ed Reed's range. That's that you got to have in the, in the deep posts or for the field, be a rangy guy. Matthew, his knowledge, his instincts is something that I really resonate with and I see myself playing as. So like Justin Simmons, Jesse Bates, those type of guys who just play makers back there that, you know, it seems like when there's a play, there's a play needed to be made, guys coming up with those plays. So kind of up to all those guys or, you know, kind of what I see myself as as well. Then you know, some Jamal Adams in me with playing in the box, taking blocks, being more of a run heavy type of guy. And yeah, like, like anything really. Yeah. Um, if you can tell us like, uh, have you been speaking to NFL teams? What has that been like? And are standout meetings that you've had? I was to during the hula bowl. I haven't recently been in company. Um, yeah, I talked to a handful of teams. You know, I'm probably not going to get in the depth of all teams I talked mm-hmm. to, but I guess one of the meetings that really got to me the most was with, you know, the Chargers. Um, having two previous teammates to the Chargers, um, they really were locked in with UVA athletes or players. And one scout that I was talking to really had been watching me for years and kind of saw my my growth and mature level as a player and the things that I want my own personal, you know, accord and just testing my knowledge of the game, asking me to write up some coverages and defenses. How would I read, how would I react to that? And that's something that's big, you know, able to catch on to schemes, defensive books. And that's something that I'm really good at numbers and, and something that, you know, kind of comes natural to me. Defensive concepts are always um, been taught since a young age through my dad, but, I was just because they really understood and, you know, it seems like they've been paying attention to me for a while. They're just testing, you know, they like what I do on the field. They got an encouragement, some good feedback, but all being critical and some good constructive as well, what things I can be better at. And that's all I ask of teams. It's not all about the good things you can do, but also I want to work on the things that I need to be better at as well. Yeah. And I mean, you just mentioned your dad and like him helping you. And so what does it mean for you? Because you will be the the second generation in your family that's going to be in the NFL because your dad was a giant in the 80s, which is my favorite team. So that's awesome. Um, but what does that mean for you to be able to kind of continue that line now? It's, it's really like cool. Uh, I feel like cool is a, 
a lame adjective <laughs> to use, but it's more profound than that just because it's it's a deep connection that me and my dad are going to share. Uh, football in itself is something that has always kept me and my dad close because we bonded over that. But as the years gone by and I've gotten older, uh, we've kind of moved our relationship away from football. And it's more that, you know, as a parent, as a child, you grow, you get a parent for so long. And then at some point, you're not being, you're not being parented anymore, you know? And that's how I feel with him being a coach. My dad coached me when I was younger. was always involved in my football stuff. But when I got to college, it kind of changed where he was, you know, a coach from afar, then a critique. And now really just been my friend, just a friend on the field. If I ever needed questions or, you know, I'm, I'm kind of some stuff or needed to be simplified, um, I can go to my dad and we'll just chop it up real quick. But relationship now is not just based on football. Um, it's just been just a loving connection that I can share with him. Me being the second generation going to the NFL, being in the NFL, is just more so like it's cool on the fact that I can share that with my dad. Well, do you have a favorite on the field moment from your time at Virginia? Favorite field moment? I would have to say, honestly, for me personally, when we when we beat um, Florida, what was that? Twenty nineteen. Yeah, 2019. When we beat at home, it was upset. And I remember Cam Akers was a dog. Like, he is a dog. dog, And he was pretty much the only all-at-all game. And we were going back and forth. And pretty much it was our defense or offense last drive of the game for them to win. We had two PI calls that could have went both ways. And they ended up kind of driving on us and they were doing a hurry up and Cam Akers had the ball and he was trying to run it in and Ice Hall and myself, we kind of stopped him right there on the one yard line, two yard line, and his forearm was down. So they called the game on that. And I remember just kind of being on my knees, just looking and like looking at the clock and everyone stormed the field and I started running and I'm being I'm being hugged by fans and tackled and stuff like that. So that was definitely a surreal moment on the field myself, just being a part of the last play of the game. I've always wanted to, to experience storming the field. Yeah. Uh, we got so close. I was at Tulane Cincinnati this year. Just, man, I was like, well, if Tulane pulls this off, I'm, I'm running out of the game. Yeah. 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 That seems like it would be a experience. But, yeah, I remember the Florida State game. That was crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I was a part of For one. sure one field storming when I was, uh, I went to Toledo for my first two years of college and we hosted Iowa state. The game went into double overtime and right in front of the student section was where Iowa state needed to score in order to send it to a third overtime. Um, and I remember like people were coming, I, I would always sit like front row of the student section cause it was free to go in. It's just like, if you get there, you go. So I'm front row and people started like, climbing down a little bit and the and uh security started piling in front of us and i was like what is everybody like like why is security being so hard about this an incomplete pass and i just saw people start leaping over like the front gate and i was like well hell we're doing it and so we just i just remember that oh, yeah. it was just a blur after that oh uh, yeah i've cool. had three storms yeah three oh. field storms at uv that's crazy that y'all just y'all just be doing it. Is there like a big fine? Is I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> I remember the first one was my first college. We had just we beat Georgia, and that was our mm-hmm. first time being bowl eligible in years. So obviously that was a big day. The Florida State won Virginia Tech to win the Coastal and um, to win the Commonwealth Cup, beat Virginia Tech home state rival. So those three were huge. Yeah, I think in the SEC they've charged like $100,000. Like it's like a $100,000 fine if you charge the, if you storm the field, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, do you have any like – non-football plans like adjacent uh, to your career that you like to focus on off the field adjacent to my career yeah these questions always can get you in trouble but i'll tell y'all um yeah adjacent to my career i definitely want to like look at real estate stuff mm-hmm. passive income is huge my mom and dad are working real estate so i've been kind of you know highlighted and kind of seeing the other side of the door peek through a couple of times with them and work. So just kind of understanding that type of business and real estate is just such a lucrative, lucrative business that anyone can get into just with taking a test, doing some work and you're kind of making money on that. So definitely want to learn about more real estate things, um, you know, dip my toes in there get some properties, invest in some things when the money is available. Uh, but also, I mean, I guess the dream at the end of it all um, would be some type of sports broadcasting for interviews. I like talking to new people. So especially about sports, something like y'all are doing right now, honestly. Yeah. It's a, it's, yeah, that's what I'm in school for. Uh, so you in journaling, journalism or broadcasting uh, journalism. Um, uh, and journalism and broadcast journalism. Okay. The, the similar LSU has like a full, like the full journalism school that they put you through the room for the student paper and stuff like that. So awesome. It's a ton. Um, uh, and Brandon, you had the, I, I was also going to say, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched like GQ does these things, Brandon? how I spent my first GQ does like the, how I spent my first million dollars. Uh, and you mentioned real estate and, in Austin Eckler's video, he talks about how his mom works in real estate and that that was like a big thing for him. He was just like, I'm just going to invest in so much real estate and just owning properties as all, like as many as he can, that'll kind of just give him passive income throughout the remainder of his career and even post football. So, I mean, common, uh, common strategy there. But uh, the last question is, it's one that we always wrap up with which is, are you familiar with my cause, my cleats in the NFL? I'm not sure I am. I may have seen people with cleats and stuff. I'm not sure I know that. Um, my cause, yeah, I, I don't ever heard that. Uh, my cause, my cleats is you, you pick a cause and you get to design your cleats and represent that cause and kind of raise awareness for it. And it's something you'll be doing in a couple months now. So uh, do you have, obviously right now, it's a big decision, but do you have uh, any causes that you'd be leaning towards to represent? Just coming off my, I just something my, like I've been through, it probably breast cancer awareness, um, but also like LGBTQ um, communities as well. That's something I, I wanted to study and I did my minor in women gender studies. So. Uh, one thing that I really took away from school is like toxic masculinity in itself and just, you know, how different emotions can be expressed 
I've seen the sport of football, which is ironic, <laughs> uh, but I kind of just was drawn to that aspect of the way that men are raised nowadays can be like aggressiveness, violence and stuff can be tracked down to just upbringing and the words we use with one another. So and that aspect, maybe some along the lines of LGBTQ and raising awareness, being an ally for those those communities, but also breast, breast cancer. Um, yeah, just off the top of my head. Awesome, man. Well, uh, it was a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you for stopping by. Um, and good luck for these next months. I'll be watching closely for your pro day. Appreciate it, man. Thank you all for the opportunity again. And good luck Thanks. in school. And Brandon, for live taste, you, brother. <laughs>